Breaking Soul Ties with Shaladio. On this broadcast, Shaladio teaches God's Word on soul ties and other relationship issues affecting the believer. Listen and be blessed. Welcome to prayer and fasting day number 35 uh, with Pastor Shaladio. Uh, today we're rounding up on uh, our look into some of the statements, you know, and uh, actions that Jesus took uh, about prayer and fasting. Uh, my contact details, yeah, because um, the moment we start, uh, we just stay in the word till the end. Um, of the episode so my contact details are as follows twitter you can follow me on shaladio and soul ties tweets and then um a blackberry pin is soul ties s-o-u-l-t-i-e-s then on facebook you can join our facebook group at soul ties fb group dot xyz and then i have a blog where you can find all the details of all my writings teachings and recordings that's on www.shaladio.com and then you can join up with me on skype using breaking soul ties and then you can send me an email as well if you have testimonies or things that you have learned from these episodes on shalaadio at charisministries.org so today we're going to round up on you know the master's view on prayer and fasting that's uh, statements and actions attributed to Jesus Christ uh, about the subject of prayer and fasting. Now let's look at this passage and see something here. Luke chapter 6 verses 12, 13 and um, 16. It says, And it came to pass in those days that he went out into a mountain to pray. So you see, he went out into a mountain to pray and continued all night in prayer to God. He just continued all night in prayer to God. Now, we were not told what he was praying about, but we are told that he went out into somewhere secluded to pray and he continued there all night. You know, So we see here that nobody drove him to go and pray all night in the mountain. He went by himself and he continued all night in prayer to God. Now, let me ask you a question. When was the last time you declared an all-night prayer by yourself? Because the issue at hand was that valuable and desperate to you. When was the last time? Let me ask you. Does Jesus was not following a church program here. He went alone into the mountain to pray and continued all night in prayer to God. This is our King of Kings and Lord of Lords. Went into the mountain to pray and continued all night in prayer to God. When was the last time that the issue on your heart was that valuable and serious to you that made you go away out of where everybody was to pray all night to god it's a question to ask and um, it's a question you answer for yourself so i've heard people say i've, I've met christians who said stuff to me like uh yeah i can't there's no way i can be praying all night too, or there's no way i you can get me to fast and miss food because of what 
But Jesus went into the mountain and prayed all night to God. Now, he didn't just go there for fun. There must be a reason why he went there. Though we were not directly told what his reason was. But let's go to verse 13. He says, And when it was day, he called unto him his disciples. So there were a bunch of, whole bunch of disciples. And the Bible says, And of them he chose twelve, whom also he named apostles. So he called he, he chose 12 out of the disciples and named them apostles. And verse 16, you know, verse 14 and verse 15 gave us the names of the people he chose. But let's look at verse 16. And Judas, the brother of James, and Judas Iscariot, which also was the traitor. So there are two Judases actually. So there was Judas, the brother of James, and Judas Iscariot, which also was the traitor. So we see here that Judas Iscariot, who was the traitor, was also picked by Jesus Christ. So let's look at this again. He went to pray. He prayed all night. And when it was daytime, he called unto him all his disciples and he chose 12. He chose 12. He named them apostles. Those, those were going to be the leaders of his movement after he was gone. And one out of those 12 happened to be a traitor. So let's look at this again very closely. Jesus prayed all night. All night. The Son of God prayed all night. The King of Kings prayed all night. The Lord of Lords prayed all night. The everlasting Father, ever, eternal God, prayed all night. And he came out in the morning. And he chose 12 apostles. And one of them was a traitor. So he prayed all night. He chose 12 apostles. One of them was a traitor. You have not prayed one hour. And you are choosing a lifetime partner. Uh, so it is very... That's why I said to I said, look. If you want to be with someone for the rest of your life you want to stay i mean it's you want to join up with a person who you never grew up with in your entire life and now as an adult you want to join with that person for the rest of your life you cannot commit this to chance you cannot commit this to social media you have to pray you have to pray and I, I mean, I suggest you pray in tongues because the Bible says that that when you pray in an unknown tongue, your spirit prayeth directly unto God and your mind is unfruitful. And that when you speak in an unknown tongue, you speaketh unto God. You are speaking directly to God. Remember what we read in verse 12 here, it says he continued all night in prayer to God. So, praying in tongues is a very great way of continuing in prayer to God. Because you are praying about issues that your mind, even your mind, knows nothing about. Hallelujah. Before I made a decision on who I was to marry, oh, I was praying, oh. It's not only, you know, like, I mean, go to all the marriage seminars, go to all the seminars you want to attend, 
you know, learn all the, you know, all the, you know, all the principles and everything you want, I'm not stopping you. But before you make that final decision, before you make that decision, make sure you pray. For me, really, as a person, the way I live my life is before I even make the first step, I am praying. Pray before you start. Pray in the middle. Pray at the end of that decision. Don't relegate prayer to the background. Pray over everything you are doing. If Jesus, Jesus did not... You know, use the principles of um, you know your your uh, your ten principles of success or your motivational principles to choose his disciples. He did not choose his disciples based on their uh, sanguine melancholy. You know, people ask me that thing, and I said, "What exactly?" I've never stopped to find out the meaning of those words. Seriously, and many people who actually say those words to me are confused. So, which is the reason why I never even bothered about looking for the meaning of those words. Because they are confused. So, why do I want to learn something that you yourself, you are confused about? We have not even seen it in your life. The last three people you were with just didn't work out. And you are still on sanguine, melancholy. No. Cut all that off and come to the place of prayer. He continued all night in prayer. And he chose 12. I can't see melancholy and sanguine here. Seriously, not only that, he chose a traitor. I mean, we can look at this from two angles. That he prayed all night, he chose 12, and he made one mistake out of 12. That he made 12 decisions, and one was definitely looking like a mistake. Because that guy was a guy who sold him to the Pharisees and got him crucified on the cross. But then again, if you look at it from... The I mean the wider perspective. The wider perspective was that Judas Iscariot was the traitor that helped prophecy to be fulfilled that Jesus was going to die for our sins on the cross. But whichever school of thought you believe you belong to, that whether he made a mistake or he was part of prophecy, one thing is clear: he prayed all night before making that decision so in fasting and prayer you are praying you are praying and you are listening for direction from the spirit of god anytime you are confused set yourself apart to pray and fast anytime you have a decision to make set yourself to pray and fast you need to make a decision that will affect your life that will affect your destiny that will affect your career Take time off to pray all night and even combine it with a fast. And you will see God's hand as he helps you. Let's go to Luke chapter 5, verses 33 to 35 as we attempt to round up. Now, people came to him and asked Jesus. He says, why do the disciples of John fast often and make prayers? And likewise, the disciples of the Pharisees. But your own disciples, they eat and they drink. Verse 34. And Jesus said unto them, Can you make the children of the bride chamber fast while the bridegroom is with them? But the days will come when the bridegroom shall be taken away from them, and then shall they fast in those days. Did you see that? Now, Jesus is not here with us physically. Of course, in that time, in that dispensation, Jesus was taken away from them physically 
and i tell you the church they fasted they prayed and they did great things in the book of the apostles if you go and read your book of apostles they did great things they fasted and they prayed and you see you even look at you even see places where they prayed and they were asking for the infilling of the holy spirit they got the infilling of the holy spirit in um in chapter 4 they got another infilling of the holy spirit in chapter 12 when they prayed for peter to be released and herod was killed so they they got those infillings in phases when they committed themselves to fasting and prayer you see now he says the days will come when the bridegroom shall be taken away from them and then shall they fast in those days so and you see if you look at it using the same interpretation as well jesus is physically not with us so in the days that jesus is not physically with us we are going to fast and we are going to pray so that we can partake of jesus christ himself who is our bread that god sent to us from heaven so you see here that we are in the dispensation we are in the dispensation of people that will fast and that will pray because the bridegroom is not with us at the moment physically. Hallelujah. So you see here that this was his view on fasting and prayer. That look, the days are coming when the bridegroom shall be taken away from them. Then shall they fast in those days. We are still in those days. The bridegroom has been taken away and is not back yet. So we are expected. Jesus expects us to fast and to pray and be watchful in the spirit. Thank you very much and um, see you tomorrow for day number 36. Welcome back to the second part of this episode of Breaking Soul Ties with Shaladio. Listen and be blessed. Hi there. You're welcome to day number 36 of Prayer and Fasting. And today we're going to uh, begin to uh, round up on this series. And I titled this segment, Tips, Testimonies, and Conclusion. Tips, Testimonies, and Conclusion. And I'm going to be treating a few other things that uh, I did not treat in the um, previous segments. Uh, my contact details are as follows. Twitter, Shaladio, and Twitter, Soul Ties Tweets. And then if you're on BB, you can join up with me using the pin called Soul Ties. S-O-U-L-T-I-E-S. And on Facebook... Uh, you can find me on soultiesfbgroup.xyz www.soultiesfbgroup.xyz and my blog is on www.sholaadio.com and Skype, you can join up with me on Skype using Breaking Soul Ties that's the, my Skype ID and then you can email me on sholaadio s-o-l-a-a-d-i-o at charisministries.org and this is the outline again. We started all uh, from day one. Uh, prophetic utterances or scriptures require a fight of faith. So if you attend a great meeting where prophecies have been given, you must take those prophecies and use them to do spiritual warfare and fight a good fight of faith. And then we looked at your personal call to prayer and fasting from day six to ten. 
then we looked at the subject of praying in tongues the baptism of the holy spirit day 11 to day 15 if you want to engage in uh, fasts very often you need to be baptized in the holy spirit it's going to help you a lot a lot a whole lot and then we looked at the god appointed fast in day 16 to 20 then we looked at the word factor between days 21 to 25 then we looked at bible examples of fasting days 26 to 30 and then we looked at um, the master's view on prayer and fasting days 31 to 35 so today we're starting with tips testimonies and conclusions and today uh, i'm going to be doing it slightly differently we're going to be reading through an entire passage uh, of scripture and that'll be acts chapter 27 i'll be reading from verse 1 now this is about a story a very uh, interesting story but we're going to learn quite a lot we're going to learn um, quite a lot from this he says and when it was determined this was uh, paul here uh, that involved paul from verse 1 he says and when it was determined that we should sail into italy they delivered Paul and certain other prisoners unto one named Julius, a centurion of Augustus' band. And entering into a ship of Adramitium, we launched, meaning to sail by the coast of Asia, one Aristarchus, a Macedonian of Thessalonia, Thessalonica, being with us. And the next day we touched at Sidon, and Julius cautiously entreated Paul and gave him liberty to go unto his friends to refresh himself. And when he had launched from thence, we sailed on under Cyprus because the winds were contrary. So they were kind of like, you know, sailing uh, from place to place, um, heading to a particular destination. And then let's go to verse 9. Now, when much time was spent and when sailing was now dangerous, because the fast was now already passed, Paul admonished them and said unto them, Sirs, I perceive that this voyage shall be with much hurt and much damage, not only of the laden and sheep, but also of our lives. So Paul had a premonition here. He had a he perceived because this was a man who said, "I pray in tongues more than ye all." So I mean, so he was sensitive to the spirit of God. He was able to pick things up in the spirit that natural men couldn't easily pick the way he would and verse 11 says that nevertheless the centurion believed the master and owner of the ship more than those things which were spoken by paul and because the heaven was not commodious to winter in the more part advised him as more people advised him to go and to sail against paul's advice and for, let's go to verse 13 and when the south wind blew softly supposing um Supposing they had obtained their purpose, losing hands, they sailed close to Crete. And but not long after there arose against it a tempestuous wind called Eroclidon. And when the ship was caught and could not bear up into the wind, the ship was caught and could not bear up in uh, into the wind, we let her drive. And running under a certain island, which is called Claudia, we had much work to come by the boat which when they are taken up they used helps under guarding the ship and fearing lest they should fall into quicksands quicksand straight sail and so were driven now verse 18 and we being exceedingly tossed with the tempest so you see there was turbulence here yeah, serious turbulence and they were at the danger of losing their lives the next day they lightened the ship they started throwing things out of the ship the third day we cast out with our own hands the tackling of the ship now take note of this and when neither sun, so it means that these guys did not see the sun, 
nor stars in many days appeared and no small tempest lay on us all hope that we should be saved was then taken away you see that these guys were going to die and it was for real he says all hope was taken away it was getting worse and worse every day and the situation was not improving at all but after long abstinence abstinence means he abstained from the pleasures of life maybe a fast that's he took a fast he took a break you know from you know talking with people chatting with people he went into his cocoon he went to pray perhaps definitely he went to pray and to believe god and said says you should have hearkened unto me and not loosed from crate to have gained this harm and loss and now i exhort you to be of good cheer for there shall be no loss now he was making a proclamation was making a declaration based on something there shall be no loss of any man's life among you but of the sheep for there stood by me this night the angel of god whose i am and whom i serve saying fear not paul thou must be brought before caesar and lo god have given thee all them that sail with thee wherefore says be of good cheer for i believe god that it shall be even as it was told me did you see that so he received he received um a revelation from god through an angel in the night that nobody is going to die only the sheep is going to suffer a, uh, some harm the harm but none of them would die and this had been going on for many days but when the 14th night so these guys had been on the sea being tossed around for 14 nights you can imagine the fear and the dread as we were driven up and down in adria about midnight the shipmen deemed that they drew near to some country and sounded and found it 20 fathoms and when they had gone a little further they sounded again found it 15 fathoms then fearing lest we should have fallen upon the rocks upon rocks they cast four anchors out of the stern and wished for the day and as the shipmen were about to flee out of the ship when they had let down the boat into the sea under color as though they would cast anchors out of the first ship paul said to the centurion and to the soldiers except these abide in the ship you cannot be saved and when the soldiers cut off the ropes of the boat they let her fall off so the boat that they would have used in escaping was allowed to drift away and while the day was coming on paul besought them all to take meat saying this day is the 14th day that you have tarried and continued fasting and have taken nothing did you see that so these guys had a terrible situation they were not christians and they would not eat for good 14 days not because they didn't have food on the ship they definitely had food on the ship and i can prove it to you wherefore i pray you take some meat so there was meat on the ship for this is for your health for there shall not an heir fall from the head of any of you and when he had thus spoken he took bread and gave thanks to god in presence of them all and when he had broken it he began to eat then were they all of good cheer and they also took some meat and we were in all the sheep 200 three score and 16 souls so you see here now that they had it a, a desperate situation and nobody 
crack the horse whip on them for them to abstain from food for a good 14 days but paul said they took nothing 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 i mean how did they survive nothing look you can survive on no food for a very long time if you are faced with a situation that warrants it these guys were desperate for their lives so nobody this one oh okay uh, me i can't do without eating and uh, uh, people nobody can get me to fast is because you have not faced a situation that would make you forget food that's why it is important now that you train yourself train yourself you train yourself in abstinence you train your flesh now these guys they, they, they needed nobody nobody was needed to crack the whip to now say yeah go and fast do without food no they for 14 days they did not eat and another lesson i want to bring out here was that during that point of abstinence an angel appeared unto paul to deliver instructions from god you see in the place of fasting we have angels who would come angels would come to deliver instructions to deliver deliverances unto us so anytime we fast we must use our words to invoke angelic activity i mean when daniel fasted and he was waiting for three for 21 days and it was an angel that brought the answer to him so when we are fasting and we are praying angels are activated on our behalf so you see it's Something that, you know, really made me think, you know, this chapter really made me think that, look, <laughs> you, nobody needs to crack the whip on you. When you find yourself in that situation where you are desperate for an answer, you are desperate for a breakthrough, you are desperate for a deliverance, you are desperate for, you know, you know for something to happen. Jesus said that, I'll be it, this kind goeth not out, but by prayer and fasting so how desperately do you want this deliverance i am not saying that you are going to convince god to release it because god has already blessed us with all spiritual blessings in heavenly places in christ jesus even in the old testament daniel knew that god had already given the prophecy god had already given the utterance but what daniel was doing was to bring out those scriptures and get and pray to god based on those scriptures to demand for a fulfillment of that which the lord had already spoken so that which the lord had already given and spoken we are coming to demand for a fulfillment of it not only that we are beholding that word continuously until every ounce of unbelief leaves our system and we are filled with faith in that word not only that we are now using our mouth to deliver those words into our situation all in the place of prayer and fasting so it is very important very very important to to ask ourselves how desperately do you want this this i mean this breakthrough how desperately do you want this blessing how desperately and that will determine how much and by how much you are ready to go to crucify the flesh to abstain from the pleasures of life
Daniel said that he abstained from meat. He abstained um, from wine. He abstained from meat. He abstained from you know things uh, you know things that were sweet and you know th- and even abstained from bread. So he abstained from things that brought him pleasure, so that he could pursue the things of God, so that he could put the flesh under, and so that he could see the movement of the Spirit of God and the power of God in his life. So it is very important. Let us ask ourselves, how desperate are you to see that breakthrough, to see that change in your life that will determine how ready, how ready and how quickly you are ready to go to begin to fast and to begin to put the flesh under so that you can soar into the spirit and receive and take hold of that which the Lord has already given to you. God bless you and we meet again tomorrow for day 37. Thanks for listening to this episode of Breaking Soul Ties with Sholadio. To learn more about Soul Ties on Twitter, please follow our Sholadio and our Soul Ties tweets. You can also visit www.breakingsoulties.com to read up on Soul Ties. To contact Sholadio, please send an email to breakingsoulties at charisministries.org. That is K A R I S ministries.org You can also chat with him on BBM by using the following pin 52C7 F3CD I repeat 52C7 F3CD We have come to the end of this episode of Breaking Soul Ties with Sean Adio. See you again same time next week. Jesus is Lord.